Good evening, everybody. My name is Jordan, and this is episode 13 of Sodom and I. Now, wherever you are, I'm going to ask that you bow your head and close your eyes, or if you're driving, please don't do that. But, you know, just get in tune and, and gather yourselves. That way we can pray and get into a good reading today. Dear Heavenly Father, Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing us all here tonight, Lord God. However, this person may have stumbled upon this podcast, whether they just found it, given it a try, or whether somebody told them about it, Lord God, we ask that you give us a word that we can implement starting now. Give us a lesson, give us uh, something that we can hear that we can start using right now to strengthen our spiritual walk with you, Lord God. Teach us. Teach us what you want us to be taught. Give us what you want us to receive, Lord God, and we will try our best to follow in your footsteps. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So today, I woke up this morning. I woke up feeling pretty good this morning around like nine or 10 something. And I was like, Lord, what should I talk about tonight? And what I heard was how to praise God. You know, I've been talking or just like saying, you know, make sure you praise him, give him what you owe him, you know, glorify God. But what does all of this stuff mean? So let's search up the definition of glorify on Google. Glorify definition. Glorify to praise and worship and then in parentheses God and then two to describe or represent as admirable especially unjustifiably. Hmm, That's a good one. So that was glorify. Let's look up praise. Actually let's look up exalt. Exalt. To hold someone or something in very high regard. To think or speak very highly of. Now, when we praise God and exalt him, that's us giving our thanks. That's us saying, thank you. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for providing for me. Thank you for protecting for me. Thank you for caring for me. Even when I feel like you don't, you always do. You always have and you always will. So. I was told to talk about honoring God and just giving him our thanks. So I stumbled upon this website called uh, worldvisionadvocacy.org. And this is 20 Bible verses about thankfulness to God. Right? So boom. One and this is I know it says 20 verses and normally we do something like 10, but this one has like a little little paragraph or not it's not a paragraph it's like a short it's like a short article and then the 20 verses back to back and then you know I'll be diving in and giving my input in between and whatnot and then it's like a real short paragraph after so I'm not going to be stopping every verse but I will be reading each verse in or well on this website it's in uh I think new, new living translation, new international version. There we go. 
the website is a new international version. My Bible is in King James. And then also I have uh, the Bible app open side by side in AMP, which is the amplified version. So if I feel like I should dive in, you know, in more than one uh, language <laughs> of each verse, then that's what I'll be doing. But boom, let's get right to it. One of the best things about thankfulness is that the more you choose it, the easier it gets. The more you profess gratitude, the more you notice things to be grateful for. The thankfulness muscles respond to exercise. Gratitude can also change our actions. World vision advocates, though the work is challenging, are grateful for the opportunity to speak up for rights of vulnerable kids and families. From a place of gratitude, they're compelled to act, and then they're grateful when their actions get results. By sharing our gratitude with our leaders, we can help encourage them to continue making compassionate decisions. In this spirit, we join with advocates all over the world to give thanks to our God for all that he's done and all that he's doing. Here are 20 Bible verses about thankfulness that remind us to be thankful to our God. All verses from the New International verse, er, Version. All right, Old Testament thankfulness verses. We are going to go to chapter or Ezra chapter 3, verse 11. So this says Old Testament uh, thankfulness verses. And what I said this podcast was about is how to praise God, how to be thankful to God, how to be thankful and show him that we are thankful, you know? So Ezra should be, I think it's right after second Chronicles chapter three. There we go. Bear with me. Bear with me. There we go. Ezra chapter three, verse 11. Around the website with praise and thanksgiving, they sang to the Lord. He is good and his love towards Israel endures forever. And all the people give a great shout of praise to the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. And then King James, and they sang together by course in praising and giving thanks unto the Lord because he is good for his mercy endureth forever towards Israel. And all the people shouted with a great shout when they praised the Lord because the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid. Boom. Psalm chapter 7, verse 17. Gonna read this one in King James. I will praise the Lord according to his righteousness and will sing praise to the name of the Lord most high. All right, Psalm 9, chapter verse 1. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Now, this was that was just number three, but one of uh something that we could already tell is very common 
how one one of the things you can do to praise God is by using your voice, utilizing your voice. Even if you can't think that you can sing, I'm sure God loves the way you sound because He created you. You know, don't be afraid to to sing and give a shout of praise. God loves when you use your voice. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Start singing anything you know that shows your appreciation towards him boom all right number four psalm chapter 35 verse 18 i will give thee thanks in the great congregation i will praise thee among much people don't be afraid if you feel a shot of praise and you're around a bunch of people don't be scared don't be embarrassed don't be embarrassed by god in front of people because you don't want him to uh, act like he don't know you in front of everybody else. And that that would be uh, painful, I would imagine. Right? Now we're going to go to Psalm 69, chapter 30. Chapter 30. Psalm chapter 69, verse 30. Having a great time today. Hope you guys had a great day today. So this one is verse 30, but I underlined 30 through 34. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that has that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall see this and be glad, and your heart shall live that seek God. For the Lord heareth the poor and despiseth not his prisoners. Let the heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moveth therein. Mm-hmm. All right, now we're Psalm 95, verses 1 through 3. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Mm-hmm. All right, in Psalm 100, verses 4 through 5. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. There is that word again, thanksgiving. And into his courts with praise, be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Number 8, Psalm 106, verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Psalm 107, verses 21 and 22, which is the next page. 21 and 22. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. Mm-hmm. All right, Psalm 118, verse 1. 
Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Now, I wonder why the same thing is being repeated <laughs> over and over again. Hmm. I wonder if it's just that important. I don't know, guys. You guys tell me. I wonder if it just makes that much sense. Hmm. Psalm 147, verse 7. <laughs> All these sevens. Sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praise upon the harp unto our God. Sing to him. He loves the way you sound. He loves your voice, even if you don't. He loves it. All right, and now we are going to go to Daniel chapter 2, verse 23. So let's go to Daniel 5.10 in my Bible. Chapter 2, verse 23. I thank thee and praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who hast given me wisdom and might, and hast made me known unto me now what we desired of thee, for thou hast now made known unto us the king's matter. Mm -hmm. That was number 12. And now we're in the New Testament. We're going to be starting in Ephesians, so we're going to skip a couple of books. <laughs> a couple. Ephesians, that is 678 in my Bible. 21, 37, 55, 71, 78. And spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And now, uh, just going off on a tangent right here. One of my friends, we, we were having a conversation one time and he was saying it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because he didn't want to get married. He wanted to know a better reason for getting married than just the physical part of it, you know, because he felt like that was like kind of selfish and shouldn't be a good reason to get married, but he couldn't find another reason to like, be like, well, yeah, we should. So we were talking and then at that end, at the end of that, cause I want to get married. So at the end of that conversation, uh, we kind of like agreed to disagree, but then while I was just doing some of this research earlier and highlighting these verses in my Bible and getting a better understanding of it, I kept reading past this, uh, verse 21. Cause what I just read was, uh, Ephesians chapter five verses 18 through 21 and I just kept going to the rest of that chapter. So I'm going to read 22 to 33. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let 
the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth it and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. So that um basically what this what this is saying is is like wives, submit yourself to your husband as you would to Christ. Not saying that your husband is on the same level, but saying that your physical relationship should be glorifying God, you know? And husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. So that's not just saying, wives, listen to your husband, do whatever he says. You know, no, it's also telling the husband, respect your wife. Because God just doesn't say whatever to the church. He, he, whatever God does for the church is because he loves the church. You know, so that's the same type of relationship they should have with us and vice versa. You know, so just diving deeper into that gave him a better understanding. And he was like, ah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good reason, you know? So I, I took a pause on what I was doing with this and just called him earlier. Cause I was like this, I feel like I should say this cause it brought me back to that conversation, but keeping this in mind, there are more, um, God talks about, you know, the the relationship between wife and husband and Christ and the church in more than one spot in the Bible. But I'll point that out when we get there. So that was 13. And now we are going to go to Philippians, which is the very next chapter or very next book. Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then number 15, Colossians, which is the next book again, chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, 
rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. All right, next is Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts too. Yeah, to yeah, to <laughs> to which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. And now going back to what I was literally just talking about, how it happens more than once in the Bible. The very next verse, going down to verse 20, or yeah, 23, 18 to 23. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands. Love your wives and be not bitter against them. Then continuing, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men-pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto men. Mm -hmm. That's good. And that was number 16. Number 17, Colossians chapter 4, 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. All right, so we went through 1 through 18, and now let's think about the common denominators before we go on to the last two. The common denominators, thanksgiving, singing, praise, and prayer. In all of these, it has talked about, you know, singing, giving praise, giving thanksgiving, and praying, because those are, that's what God likes to hear from us. That's what God wants us to do, you know, and then a lot of people, why, well, you know, why should I, why, why should I serve a God that wants me to fear him? It's not like you're living in fear. You're not living in fear. You're living in thanks, being aware of what God has the capability to do. Everything that he gives, he also has the ability to take away. You're not living in fear. You're living in reverence. You're living in thanksgiving you're living in praise you know you're praising him you're saying thank you it's not it's not to be afraid it's to be thankful you know i don't know a lot of people try and focus on the the like i guess the negativities or like a downside there really is no downside if there if there is any downside to following God, it's the choices that you make in following him. <laughs> the downside are, are your own actions, you know, but everything about him is good. 
Everything about God is good. Going on to number uh, 19 in Hebrews. Not too far away. Hebrews is right before James. All right, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Wherefore we, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace, whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Mm -hmm. And then chapter 13 Verses 15 and 16 in Hebrews is number 20. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the last little paragraph, when the peace of Christ rules in our hearts, thankfulness overflows. Even in the darkest of times, we can praise God for his love, his sovereignty, and his promise to be near us when we call. Mm -hmm. Then it referenced Psalm 145.18 that I'm going to read because if it, if you didn't want me to read it, wouldn't be right there. 145.18. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. Mm -hmm. And then in AMP, it says without guile, but in truth. So without hiding anything, or without trying to hide anything. I'll go ahead and highlight that one in yellow. All right. And then, so thank you guys for sitting around and reading these verses with me. We're going to go right into our wisdom, our whispers of wisdom for everyone, not just for girls. Wisdom, wisdom whisperings for everyone. We are on day three, one of a kind. Be unique, be original, be yourself. Have you ever tried to be like someone else? Maybe the popular kid in school, your friend down the street, or star on TV? Have you tried to dress, talk, or act like them? Did you think that doing so would make you happier? Chances are, it didn't. Why? Because you are most comfortable being yourself. You're a work of art fashioned by the master sculptor, a creation formed by the same hands that made the world and everything in it. Your creative mind, your serious or comical personality, your talents and abilities, all were chosen exclusively for you. Trying to be someone you're not is like telling God that he didn't do a good job when he made you. Ugh, I gotta highlight that. Nah, because a, a lot of, sometimes, sometimes we having a hard time 
just being ourselves or being comfortable in ourselves. Imagine. That's crazy. <laughs> Trying to be someone you're not is like telling God that he didn't do a good job when he made you. Imagine how that makes him feel. God wants you to shine as his creation to develop the talents he gave you. So quit trying to be like other people. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Whisper of wisdom. But now, O oh Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay and thou art potter or yeah and thou our potter and we all are the work of thy hand isaiah chapter 64 verse 8 and before i end let's just hit isaiah chapter 64 verse 8 <laughs> how did you guys like today isaiah's 404 i liked it this was nice you know i hope i was able to help some people uh, try and understand better how they can praise God, how he wants to be praised, you know, praise him how he says he likes it. Like he, I don't know, man, he be giving us some, sometimes, I mean, I say every time, but yeah, he be giving us some, some pretty clear instructions on what to do. Isaiah 64, 57, 66, that's too far. Here we go. 64, 8. But now, O Lord, thou art our father. We are the clay, and thou our potter. And we all are the work of thy hand. Mm-hmm. Be not wroth very sore, O Lord. Neither remember iniquity forever. Behold, see, we beseech thee. We are all thy people. Thy holy cities are a wilderness. Zion is a wilderness. Jerusalem is a desolation. Our holy and our beautiful house, where our fathers praise thee, is burnt up with fire, and all our pleasant yeah, and all our pleasant things are laid waste. Wilt thou refrain thyself for these things, O Lord? Wilt thou hold thy peace and afflict us very sore? <clears throat> yeah, so this, there's a lot of stuff happening in Isaiah, and I will definitely be uh, reading this whole book and speaking on it another time. But, you know, God made us, he, he made us, and gave us everything that he wanted us to, to fulfill in this life. You know, he implanted that stuff inside of us. It's all up to you to decide whether or not you want to follow him and live the best life you possibly can. So, that was day three of uh, 365. Let's try and hold ourselves accountable and read this every day, including all the holidays including all the difficult, long, hard days where sometimes I might not want to make a recording and you might not feel like listening. But let's hold each other accountable in this journey together. So I appreciate you guys listening. 
and tuning in with me tonight. You guys have a great night and I love you. Stay safe.